what's going on out there, everybody? And welcome to the Man Cave Huddle, the latest installment. And how are you today? Beautiful day it is today as we enter week three of the NCAA football season. Week one, everyone's always excited, wanting to see your team get busy, see what happens. And then week two is a little like, uh And then what I'm noticing is week three, it was tough trying to find some games for you guys to watch. Next week is going to be lit. But this week, I think, is they're kind of doing like the NFL, except with these kickoffs or these um, these these classics that they have. The first game might be a real game. And then I think weeks two and three, a lot of these uh, premier colleges, top 20 teams, they take them those games that are games in which you'll look at as spring training. And then around week three or four, or I should say four and five is when you're going to really ramp it up. Because when, you know, for all of my LSU fans out there playing a team that they are favored by 51, I'm calling that a scrimmage. I mean, look, LSU is a great team. Don't get me wrong. But I'm calling that a scrimmage when you're playing Northwestern State. We're not talking about the NCAA tournament. But, hey. You got teams like um, Oregon playing Montana, Boise State playing Portland State. And look, I'm not trying to disrespect any of these teams. But to me, it's just like, look, finding good competitive games is like, hmm. You got number eight Auburn playing Kent State. We're not talking about, you know, uh, uh, we're not talking about the NCAA tournament here. So one game, though, that I – This isn't a game you should watch, but this is a game just check the score periodically on your cell phone. Saturday night, 7.30, ABC, number one Clemson, 2-0, at Syracuse, 1-1. I know what you're going to say, Greg, it's Syracuse. I know. But for some reason, for the past couple seasons, Syracuse has played Clemson well at Syracuse. Now, I'm not saying Syracuse is going to win this game, but this is the type of game where at halftime, and the Clemson's favored by 27 and a half points. At halftime, I wouldn't be surprised if you see the score something like 17-7, uh, 14-3, something like that. And then the final score will obviously be like, you know, 60 to 17. But the point is, is that it's a game where I think Syracuse in the first half, they're going to come with the juggler, come energized, ready to play. And then in the second half, they're going to be like, oh, and Clemson is going to be, this is what we do. So that game is a game to like more so pay attention to. I'm not saying that's like an upset special. No, not at all. A couple other games that, you know, are are cool that I'm thinking you guys should pay attention to. Um, One of them is tomorrow at 3.30 on, I'm saying, I'm saying tomorrow, Saturday, 3.30, ABC at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, 24-ranked USC, who are 2-0 and who are favored by four points in this game, will take on the BYU Cougars, who are 1-1. Now, this is the third ever meeting and the first in 15 years in which USC are 2-0 versus BYU. 
Let me say that again. This is the third time ever that these teams are playing and the first time in 15 years. And the other two, yeah, USC blew them out. But, you know, last week I said for you guys to check out Stanford at USC. And I said to myself, you know, I'll know about this freshman QB, Slovis, after JT Daniels went down with the uh, ACL. Well, throughout that game, they were saying how it was a legit battle amongst Slovis and JT Daniels. And in his debut last week, the true freshman, true, meaning last year he was all about getting on a bus, going to school. He threw for 377 yards, three TDs with 28 completions as a true freshman. That's pretty darn impressive against a Stanford team who had hopes and dreams. I mean, it wrote openers as a as as a school, as a university. USC, they are eighty-two and thirty, and eight in road openers. Eighty-two, thirty, and eight. And in September, USC, they are one eighty-five, fifty-one, and eight. Now, in September, and especially in road openers, USC knows how to handle business. Out of the games that I just mentioned, four of those games were vacated due to NCAA penalties. Now, let's move on to the BYU Cougars. I mean, this is a game where I'm sure they'll be hyped. I'm sure they'll be excited. I'm sure it's going to be something where it's like USC the first time in 15 years that they're going to be playing. But, I mean, look, you know, um, it's early in the season. You know, this is the third game, but the pass defense for the BYU Cougars, they're holding teams to 141 yards per game. Last week, they played Tennessee, an SEC team. And as I just said before, Mr. Slovis, the true freshman QB for USC, he threw for 377. Now, was that a Stanford didn't know who they were getting or what this kid was capable of? And they were the guinea pig? Whereas BYU, they know, and they have seasoned vets in that secondary. That's a matchup I'll be interested to see. Now, the only issues that I have with BYU is that they score 20.5 points per game. If you're trying to beat USC, you're going to need more points than 20. So it's going to need to be turnovers. It's going to need to be great D. And it's going to need to be the crowd. Because another thing that BYU needs to do if they want to help themselves win, is run the ball. They're only rushing for 99 and a half yards per game. They're going to need more, I would say closer to 200, but over 150 yards rushing. And you're going to need to score way north of 20 points per game. Turnovers, and you're going to need the crowd. That's a lot. I go with USC in this game. Because I don't think BYU, they can muster all that together. Now, if you're not interested in that matchup, I got another matchup at the same time at 3.30. But this one's on ESPN at Spectrum Stadium, where the Stanford Cardinals will take on the 17th ranked UCF. Um, now, at this game... Now, I, I, I don't want to make it seem as though, like, you know, I'm a Stanford fan or I'm a USC fan. I just feel like for the past two weeks, these are two games in which I feel that they, they, they're pretty interesting. I mean, why are they interesting? Well, with the Stanford Cardinals, they have not allowed a first quarter TD in five consecutive games. I mean, granted, that doesn't mean anything because last week they kind of got blown out. But hey, look. If they start off well on the road, that's what you want to do. 
another key ingredient is their quarterback, KJ Costello. I mentioned him in my last episode. Senior QB. In, in last year's season, he threw for 3,540 yards or 29 touchdowns. He did not play last week because he got a concussion. If he doesn't play this week, it's not looking too good for Stanford. You know? Because that backup quarterback, look, I'm not saying he's not good, but you're a backup for a reason. Now, this is the fourth ever game in Florida and the first ever regular season game for the Cardinals. Right? Let me say that again. This is the fourth time the Stanford Cardinals have traveled east to play in the state of Florida. And this is the first time they're ever playing a regular season game. The other three times were the 86 Greater Bowl against Clemson. and 93, the Blockbuster Bowl against Penn State. And in 2011, the Orange Bowl against Virginia Tech. Now, there is something to be said about West Coast teams coming to play in the East. I'm sure that they'll have that time zone difference taken care of. But there's one thing that when you're playing in the state of Florida, all Floridians have as an advantage is that weather, especially that humidity. I'm sure the Cardinals, they're hydrating. They're doing the things to prepare. But that could be a, a, a mitigating factor. Watch for humidity causing fatigue, cramping, or just weather in general. I mean, I know on the West Coast it gets hot, but is it that like 90 degrees with 100% humidity type of heat where you feel like you're taking a shower outside in your in your football uniform? Watch for that. Stanford one-on-one, this is a big game for them because after this week, they face Oregon next week. Going one and three, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, going one and three, if they lose this game, not going to be a good look because Oregon – after they got that 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 heartbreaking loss to the freshman QB Bo Nix on opening night, they've rebounded and they're really looking like the contender that many people thought at the beginning of the season. Now they'll be playing the UCF Knights, who are ranked 17th in the country, two and zero coming into this game, and they are predicted to win by eight and a half points. Now, another reason, or a couple of problems that Stanford's going to have, other than the weather playing UCF, is. They're starting off the season at 2-0, which extends UCS regular season win streak, regular, not totality, regular season win streak to 26 games, starting back to 2017. So these boys know how to win, especially at home. Now, they acquired the services of former quarterback Brandon Winbush, who transferred to UCF. Because the quarterback that was on UCF last year suffered a career-ending injury. So in saying that, you figured Brandon Winbush was going to be the savior. Not so fast, my friend. It seems as though true freshman Dylan Gabriel is expected to get the nod. And he's returning with three. And he's what who are returning for the UCF Knights are three offensive linemen who were first team all-conference last year. So you have a veteran team who's won its last 26 regular season games. You have a true freshman quarterback who's very talented, but on the offensive line, you have some of the best offensive line in the American Athletic Conference. Look, that that that, that bodes to be very well for a freshman quarterback, keeping him calm, keeping him upright. But the biggest tale of the tape story for me is 
in the first two games of this season, UCF, they are averaging 55 points a game. Stanford, they're coming in averaging 18 and a half. UCF, they're averaging 634 yards per game. Stanford, 350. The, only, the, 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 the most important category to me are turnovers. Because usually the teams that are plus, those are like the, 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 the teams that are at like the bottom. The teams that are the minus, those are the teams that are usually good. UCF has not turned the ball over this year at all. Stanford has turned the ball over three times. Backup quarterback, only mustering 18 points a game. UCF freshman quarterback, putting up 55 points a game. They're not near it, but maybe Stanford might need a trip to South Beach after that game on Saturday afternoon. Now, um, it's my last game. It's going to be my nightcap game. Um, it's going to take place Saturday at 7.30 on the ACC Network at Scott Stadium. The Florida State Seminoles, who are 1-1, one one, will be taking on the University of Virginia Cavaliers, who are ranked 25, 25th in the country, coming in at 2-0, expected to win this game by 7.5 points. Now look, you say to yourselves, Greg, this is FSU in Virginia White. Hold on, man. Let me talk. The Seminoles are 6-2 on the road and are 15-3 all time versus Virginia. Sophomore quarterback James Blackman has thrown six TDs to six different receivers. And if he finds one of his favorite targets, Tamari and Terry, they're going to light things up because Tamari and Terry is a preseason all-ACC selection. Okay, now look, since 1976, the Seminoles, they are 32-11 and 11 in their first road game of the season, which this is. So they got a lot of things going for them. But this is what Virginia has going for them. A win against Florida State would give UVA. I'm sorry. I got to look at something right now. I don't want to give you guys false information. So in the industry, this is what you call vamping. Vamping means that you're talking and you're trying to uh, find time. All right. A win against Florida State. All right. A win against Florida State would give Virginia a 3-0, a 2-0 start. I'm sorry. Will give Virginia a 2-0 start in ACC play for the second time in three seasons. A win against Florida State would give Virginia its first 3-0 start since 2005. Okay? So Virginia has a lot on the line right here. Now, you sit there and say, it's all about Clemson. Yeah, but you know what? Who's playing Clemson in the ACC title game? Could it be Virginia? I mean, their defense is looking like they're legit. They're yielding 70 rushing yards per game, 157 passing yards per game, their defense as a whole, they're yielding 228 yards per game, and they have nine tackle for losses in the first two games. So this defense looks like it's pretty legit. Granted, it's 2-0. Things could change. We'll see. But James Blackman, he's going to have to figure out how to get out of the black hole of Virginia because that defense, they look like they're coming to play. And if they start off 3-0, now you could be talking about a little bit of noise. So those are my three games. 
Um, it's going to start at 3.30. USC, I have winning, beating BYU. Stanford at 3.30. I have losing to the UCF Knights. And for your nightcap, I have FSU. Yeah, I have them losing to University of Virginia. And if you just want to take a peek, take a peek at Clemson at Syracuse. I predict Clemson to win that game, but it might be one of those games at halftime. It might be like, ooh, that game is closer than I thought. So as I end this episode, I want to give you guys some positive vibes, some positive energy. So surround yourself, my people, with people who talk about visions and ideas, not other people. Surround yourself with people who talk about visions and ideas not other people. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye, everybody.